Hello again, and welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast uh, with your hosts, Jamie and Mark. Hi, I'm here. <laughs> Thank God. We didn't do the normal, I'm Jamie, I'm Mark. I know, so I, I thought, sure. you know, I'd spice it up a little bit, make it different. <laughs> That's your idea of spicing Keep you on your up? tippy toes. No, oh well, you know, when it comes oh to the boy. podcast. <laughs> That's all, okay. Um, tonight we are going to focus primarily on AEW. Uh, we've fallen a little bit behind, but that's okay. Cause it's a podcast and life moves on. Life so moves does on. wrestling. Yeah. We don't want to bore you with the stuff that you've either already seen or already caught up on wrestle talk and wrestling Inc and all that other stuff. Cause the minute that shit happens, people are posting it online. Yeah. So we're already behind the curve because by the time, by the time you'll be hearing this raw will have happened. Uh, but we still have 48 minutes until raw debuts. Um, so tonight we're going to focus primarily on AEW, uh, Dynamite and Rampage last week. Correct. And it was... Which was a phenomenal set of episodes. On, on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, on Tuesday. you had Tuesday, we had Friday, and, uh, I think between the two, let's see, we had seven championship matches. Well, t- uh, Tuesday was title Tuesday. Yep, that is correct. Um, it was also, uh, I don't ever want them to do it again because it absolutely ruined my week awareness like I had I don't know why like it threw me (laughs) off so bad Wednesday came around and I was at work and I had a momentary thing driving home just like oh I get to go home and like this is my time to where I don't have to do nothing I'm not going to the gym I I don't have school to work on I've got you know I just go home we eat dinner we do the damn thing and then I sit down and watch AEW Dynamite until I'm half asleep come 10 o'clock and we tweet a bunch about it, and then I go to bed happy and wake up Thursday all refreshed. I woke up Thursday still confused as absolute shit because my body was like, what happened to Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday was a weird day because it <laughs> felt like all day you had something to do. Oh, yeah. I remember even seeing Tony Khan said something. He's like, it feels like we're supposed to be doing Dynamite right I now. I know. <laughs> it was ridiculous. But it was great. Again, seven title matches. And we started off with Death Triangle versus Best Friends. And that was the AEW World Trios Championship match. A little bit of a rematch for Pac. Uh, he lost the All Atlantic belt from or to Orange Cassidy. Yeah, uh, Rampage. Rightfully so. Yes. Rampage. Rightfully Battle so. Battle the belts. Rightfully so. Battle the belts after Rampage, if I'm not mistaken. Was it? Oh my God, AEW. A lot why of wrestling. Do you do these things to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's honest to God. My my biggest complaint about AEW is I can't keep up with. The pseudo pay-per-views they do weekly. like Right. They're got, great. Don't get me wrong. It's nice to get the bonus material for free. Right. And they promote them. Like, I'm not saying they don't tell you about it. It's not like you just show up and they're like, oh, it's fucking, what's the winter one they do? Winter is coming. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. I, I, I find it weird because it's not Dynamite. It's AEW winter is coming, but it's on Dynamite slot. And right. It's like, oh, and it's on Rampage. I just can't keep up with it. Yeah. They got so many names, but I guess it's kind of like an indie event. I couldn't keep up with an indie event if I wanted to. For like, sure. I don't have the attention span. To hardly. Dude, that's one thing <laughs> I like about WWE, other than the pay-per-views. I, I like Ross Smackdown. Ross Smackdown. Yep. Ross Smackdown. The only thing they get is like maybe like the season premiere of Raw. Uh, right. Yeah. Something special every once in a while, but for the most part, it's pretty cut and dry. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, at any rate, Death Triangle, Best Friends. Best Friends. A, huh? Best Friends uh, with Orange Cassidy. Again, it was kind of fun because we just watched Pac and Orange Cassidy fight. So that was a good dynamic between the two teams as they kept coming back to that. And they've actually had this rivalry going between the two of them since AEW started. Like I, yes. I don't know a lot about before you and I started watching it, mm-hmm. but they, the numerous mentions of how this this rivalry has kind of developed over the past three years between the two of them. Individually, and they also had that trios match with uh, Kenny Omega for the title Yeah, a while back when he had the belt. 
which was super fun. Oh, you mean the three-way match? I thought you were talking. Yeah. I, I think I'm about sorry. The trios match. Yeah, the three-way match between the. That was an awesome match. That was great. That was that a really, was a really good, good match. time for Orange Cassidy. They were pushing was, him really hard. Well, it was like that time where everybody was like, who the fuck is this dude? Right. And anybody who had known or seen anything in his indie scene stuff was just like, just wait. Yeah. Just wait. Yeah, he's a dude with his hands in his pocket, but he's got to develop like, what the fuck is this guy? Fucking chump sauce looking dude. Right. And then all of a sudden comes out with just some of the most insane stuff just to do it. He's a great wrestler, but people love his charisma and love his dynamic. Going back, though, uh, how sick is Death Triangle's entrance? Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I'm so glad they put like some <laughs> some like thought into their... And one thing I noticed, you've got Penta and Ray. Yep. And even Alex coming through, coming through, coming through the face hole. And you've got Pac always comes through the heel hole. Well, that would make sense. If you haven't noticed in AEW, they got they got two holes. They got the front hole and they got the back hole. <laughs> there's a hole on the right for like where the the wrestlers come out, and there's one on the left. And depending on if they're a face or a heel, you can you can look at them and be like, oh well, yeah, they come out of that one. Right. I don't know if anybody else has noticed that, or maybe it's just me. Also, I think the I last time that they there. they came out, and I don't know if it's always like this, but the lights were like red, yellow, green. Yeah. But it's so cool, like the music hits and then the lights hit and then each person has like their individual moment right. within the entrance. And then they have all, it's, it's so like, hard. It's like, well, honest to God, like, especially with all these trios, because they've really been pushing the trios and mm-hmm. I really enjoyed a lot of like the trios, like moves within the matches. They've really put a lot of emphasis on a little bit more of like cinemagraphic stuff, like making them like i hate bringing like comparing it but like the power rangers like they always had like some outlandish you know dance or jig or whatever they did in order to get into their final stance to shoot the fucking all their weapons in one ion beam that destroys (laughs) them and then you know same thing with the megazord the megazord always had this like and then it was the you know the final move and i feel like they've done like kind of that aspect to where they've taken, you know, and made their entrances a little bit more than what they need to be just to give the team a little bit extra flavors. Sure. Makes it a lot more fun and interesting. Right. Right. But I mean, we went back. We always go back. We watch a lot of the highlights and try to write down those those moments that are just great and that we want to talk about. But straight up, like, I really don't have any notes for this match because it is just one of those, like, if you broke down every fantastic ma- uh, move within this particular match, it would just be talking back and forth about every single move. The The dynamic between these two teams is just so good. Like, they've been wrestling each other for a while. They've all been in AEW for a while. But it's just you... a really, really, really good match and a great way to start off the night. But if you got to point out one move, like, honest to God, the end of the match, that that pile driver that Ray Phoenix hit on Trent was just insane. Like, which was kind of funny because Trent went around and hit like three pile drivers back to back in like the middle of the match. So it was kind of like a good ode, but it was nasty though. He picked him up, kneed him in the head and then dropped him. And yeah, he like hit him with the knee in the face and then dropped him. And some pro shit. He had his head extended all the way down to the last second and tucked it and just, Oh, it was, it looked so good. He sells it so good. I love Trent. Oh Yeah. Up next, we had... Uh, oh, but Death Triangle retained their, their belts. Oh, that yeah. I as forget. they should. I always uh, forget to say something about no, the No, no, that's results. okay. No, uh, okay. Ray and Penta had a great tag team run. Yeah. Um, but this has been really fun. It's like a regenerated tag team run, but with Pac this time. So yeah. don't really know what they're doing. Not really having any rivalries or anything, but um, 
you I mean, can keep the strap on these guys for a while and I'll be definitely interested. Yeah. I mean, I think they're just trying to wait for everything to cool off the trios championship. Cause like right out the what gate, a bummer. like, man, what a, what a bad way to start. Like we haven't even addressed that on this podcast. I don't know if we even need to, but like the I mean, way it's that it's so sour, you know, like oh, it's the bad. whole, the whole thing, Tony Khan was like, I'm not going to bring in this trios belt. Uh, these trios belts until um, Kenny Kenny Omega comes back. So when Kenny Omega came back, we, I, it was just one of those things where it was like, oh, clearly we're going to be doing this. And then when right. they got the belts, it was like, well, clearly they came hinting, we're going to be hinting. doing this. Like, it's just one of those things. Like, I was looking forward to seeing it. And poor Kenny just got ripped. It got ripped out of his hands. Almost like because from bit it out of his hands. Yeah. Right. Like from the reports and everything, Kenny seemed to have done the least bit of anything. Which, I mean, yeah, all the reports in the world can say everything. We don't know our ass from our head when it comes to this type of Absolutely stuff. Absolutely not. What I mean? No, no. So it is but what they, it is. Uh, the Elite was mentioned. What? Uh, oh, during... Uh, during this match. Oh, yeah. The Elite and... Oh, the, during this match. This particular match, they said something about when, when the Elite had the belts. Mm, okay. Mm. Something like that. Mm, mm. James is making fun of me for... Just, he always does that. I, mm. Very interesting. Um, so yeah, at any rate, moving on. Yeah, just had, like they did with the with those trios championships. Yeah, like it never happened. Uh, <laughs> it never happened. We had the interim women's championship <sighs> match between Tony Storm and Hikaru Shida. I'm gonna say it, hot take or not. I'm so tired of hearing interim in AEW. It's annoying, and I know even Tony Storm has said like just end this. Yeah. We follow Thunder Rosa on YouTube, and she had something on there the other day, and we saw it come up, and she had the the title. And Mark was like, why is she still doing that? Like, <laughs> like, like what is the point in being out for this long and well, not having I, the belt? I read, you know? I read a, an interview with her. I think it was with, uh, I don't know, fucking choose one, Fightful, yeah. Bleacher. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Fucking, what's that one dude that interviewed MJF and that's what started this? Like, sure. I, you know, I, whatever. But she basically said, you know, I got a boss. You got a boss. Everybody's got a boss. And so far, my boss has not told me to give this title up. So I'm not going to give the title up. I'm hurt. Like I actually go and she's got videos on her YouTube of her going to the doctor. I'm sure. not, I'm not denying that she's hurt like in any way, shape or form. And I get the whole, like my boss hasn't told me to, but at this point, like how, how long has she been out? Like it's been uh, two months. It's been months for sure. You know? I mean, for sure. The... And, and of all things, like I really do, I can relate to this. I have the same injury as she did. Mm-hmm. It takes months to, to rehabilitate and come back from that. You don't just bounce back from a back injury like right. that. I totally understand it, but they knew it was going to take a while for her to get better in a sense. Yeah. So what was the point in doing that? You know, it's been like, it's been like the interim year. Oh yeah. It's just constantly happened soon, over and, and, and it over was, and over. As and soon like, as, let's as, just end this year without any of those. Well, she's even said she, her, she has no timetable for coming back right. and she's hoping by January. So what's the point? You know, and that's what I mean. Oh, I think we've said this before. If you're going to have it be like this and it's going to be this long, then Give it to Tony Storm, and have her and help. as soon as Thunder Rose is better, she gets a shot at the number belt. one contender, like automatic out the gate. Yeah, like it's that's it, the perfect way to solve it. Or whoever has it, if Tony Storm doesn't have it, whoever has it, you know, she gets the first opportunity at the belt. That that makes sense. But regardless, we had Hikaru Shida. Hikaru Shida. Hikaru Shida. Hikaru. Hikaru Shida. Shida. I get tongue tied. <laughs> and Tony versus Storm. Tony Storm uh, for the interim. Uh, AEW Women's Championship, and this was a good, solid back and forth. It really was. It really I, was. There was not a, a dry moment, and I'm one. 
that's coming from somebody who doesn't really enjoy Tony Storm. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm not the biggest, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not about them storms. Not a, I got not that umbrella Not a hundred percent sold. She's uh, good. I'm not denying. She's very consistent. Does nothing she for me. She hit, you know, her uh, German suplex, which was fantastic. Oh, she had a great couple of moves. Um, she had that gnarly DDT off the ropes. And then did that um, Storm, Storm Zero, Zero that, por- yep. that pile driver as well. Yep. Her DDTs are great; they're phenomenal. Like, she's very Zero, consistent. Though, I like. I wonder. Like, no, I wonder at this point. I'm ninety percent sure that's that's just the move. But it's it's just like a dragging pile driver. Yeah. And I don't know if because the girl's tiny. Yeah. Like a, a gust of wind would blow that girl over. I feel like, and I, I just every time she lifts somebody up for one of those, I just can't tell if it's. Like she's tired and is trying to drive do the do the pile driver. Or if that is the move, like I don't know. It's just every time she hits it, it's just like <laughs> I just I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm biased because I'm just not a big Tony Storm fan. But yeah, perhaps because I honestly enjoy it myself. I mean, she hasn't hurt anybody, so I guess it is what it is. Yeah, I mean that's the main goal, Everybody right? Goes batshit when she hits it. Yeah, it's got to look good, but it's also got to be safe. I just don't think it looks good. Okay. I don't like That's it. okay. That's it would, all right. If Hot I was, take. if I did a creator wrestler, and that would not be my finisher. Okay. It's like the lazy man's pile driver. The lazy man's pile driver. Okay. All right. That's fair. May just be me. I don't wrestle. Well, I mean, if I, I think... pile drove somebody, I'd probably fucking kill him just because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so I mean, Tony Storm, like, don't. If you, I doubt you'll hear this, but if you do ever hear this, it's not she like she could I, probably whoop you. Let's be real. I, I don't know about that, but I'd hold my own. Come on. I think you'd hold your own for. God damn. You know. For what? As much as you could, yeah. 35-year-old with two kids. <laughs> well, right. either way, I think uh, Jamie Hayter and uh, Rebel agreed with you because they came out and beat up Tony Storm with a crutch. Of course. They are like, we don't like you. Um, they don't like anybody that has the belt. They don't like anybody that is not Brit because then Brit came out uh, showing off her uh, Pittsburgh pride. Barely got into the ring. Yeah, before Soraya came out. I mean, of course, what was she going to do? She, breed up, she beat up Brit. And then on top of that, the third person, uh, Riho, came back. Made her debut. Not debut, but re... I tried writing this down in my notes and I wrote re-debut, but I know that's incorrect. <laughs> but she came back. Made Which is great. She did a she did a drop kick to uh, oh God, Rebel, Rebel and Rebel sold it so well. All like 40 pounds of Riho. Like, God, she's so tiny. She did a great drop kick, but it wasn't like a very hard one against <laughs> no. Rebel, but Rebel made it seem like she got hit by a wrecking ball and just she went did. flying across the ring. She did great. Yep. And then I don't know if that's what they're doing with with Rebel, if they're just like, you're just going to be the lackey on the side that just gets hit every once in a while. I mean, I would do it. I'm 100%. I'm For convinced. the money? I mean, like we said, we've said it 100 times before. Six. I think Serpenico makes 100 Gs. Oh, that was two. Who cares? Oh, yeah. I'll you do may, it. Give me six figures and tell me I get to wrestle and just get my ass kicked on TV. Oh, yeah. I'll come, come out here. It. Luther can yell at me. Yep. Go up. Go up. Yep. 100%. Shit, I'm going up. 100%. Now I got to <laughs> filter that peak out. Did I peak that hard? I don't know. No, look. I didn't peak that no, hard. No, your laugh peaks, but your Gunter. Gunter? Your uh, Luther. Luther. Close. Uh, impersonations <laughs> don't come anywhere near. <laughs> Uh, so who, um, so uh, next, she, let's see. Well, Tony so Storm next. obviously won. Oh yeah, see, look, um, I did it now. Soraya came out to, and Riho came out. Yeah, and I said that. I believe they have now a match set up for next week for Riho versus uh, Jamie Hader. Yes. 
But then after that, in this, we, we're not even going to talk about this promo. Like, we're going to talk we're about We're going to talk promo. about it, but we're not going to go hit for hit because it lasted, what, 15 minutes? It lasted 14 minutes and, like, 35 seconds. And if you are a fan of wrestling, if you are a fan of, like, emotional... If you have emotions, you need to go and watch this this promo. It's in full on AEW's YouTube. Um, there's nothing that I can say about it that is going to justify it without making it sound like dog shit. It was... <laughs> We can do no justice by no. describing what it was. MJF has had this this run of bringing emotion and bringing a part of his own life to these these promos, and he did this with CM Punk. It made you, you know, feel bad for for it made MJF. You feel bad for the heel, like instantly. It, yeah, which he is just crazy, out, right? Booze, people throwing shit, saying "fuck MJF," sure. "shut the fuck up," tell him all this other shit. Five minutes later, there's this dude in the ring pouring his heart out to his hero, CM Punk, and the crowd is just... I, I, I did an impersonation before. That motherfucker has food in his hand at a goddamn yep. petting zoo, and we're all the fucking little goats that are just, <laughs> just chewing out that man's hand, and he's got an infinite supply because yes. he uses real time or real... Real fucking emotions. Right. To and real just, experiences. Oh, it's so good. And then he, three seconds later, we'll talk about somebody's dead dad. Exactly. So it, in this oh. circumstance, he talked about a real life experience he had with William Regal um, that he was able to basically wrestle. William Regal told him, you know, keep up with it. He was like 19. MJF was like 19. And uh, William After, Regal was like, I'll hire you. And then he found out how young he was and was like, you know, you need to keep working on this every month. Send me, you know, some footage of you in the ring send me a promo and after a few and we'll kind of talk about that and he he said he sent it to him and finally he just kind of lost his shit and william regal uh just kind of i don't know gave him the business and yeah yeah and that was it so that william regal i hadn't heard from you and now i see you now and you're here um and william regal just sat there with like a smirk on his face the entire time as mjf talked about how he wanted to kill himself because of the you know the pain that William Regal put him through and right. and William Regal just had this like just bad guy like joker like villain smirk the entire time right it was fantastic and well done it and was really good. Uh, yeah yeah it was it was good so go back and watch that like honestly please God. if you don't watch anything even if you're not a huge AEW fan which I don't know why you'd be listening to this if you weren't um, well worth the fifteen minutes of of back and forth between the two and MJF comes up later. So yeah. for now, uh, we will move on to our third uh, championship match for the night, which was the ROH world championship match between Dalton Castle and Chris Jericho. Honest to God, probably two of the most charismatic individuals in wrestling right now. Seriously. And probably one of my favorite matches. I mean, Oh, it was in, in the top 20 matches of the year. Regar- even re- so fun. Even regardless of what happened in the main event, like this is, like this trumps that yeah and I, i've said it before i wasn't really excited when chris jericho won the championship won the roh championship i was really happy for claudio oh, no, you gotta tell him the truth you i hated, hated it i was so pissed she was i looked over and she was visibly upset Ugh. about the about i was just so mad like why are you doing this i, I understand were, the move now i think you were more mad that claudio dropped the belt i really was than chris jericho I was like, picking jericho, up the belt though um but I, I've actually really enjoyed it because of the whole, you know, I'm going to take down everybody in ROH with me. Um, to, I'm going to take down all the champions with me, all the announcers, all that good stuff. 
this back and forth between Dalton Castle was just so much fun. Dalton Castle brings such a fun aspect. He's just, again, it's like a um, watching like a presentation. It's beyond a wrestling ma- match. Right. It's it's I hate I hate saying this, but it's entertainment. It's sports entertainment. It really is sports entertainment. Like, we can call them sports entertainers, <laughs> call them wrestlers, and I know what they're doing with it. Yeah, But it really sure. is. Like, you boil it down. Like, it is sports entertainment. It this is. This is a, a show that is scripted that has to do with the sport of wrestling. Right. It is so overblown and out of proportion, but it is sports entertainment. Yeah. Wrestling, whatever you want to call it. And it started off with, you know, with... Chris Jericho being the ROH champion, he was going to shake Dalton Castle's hand. Mm-hmm. And I hate the whole like middle finger aspect that happens all the time in wrestling. It's huge in AEW. Yeah, AEW is bad with it. They're horrible about it. But uh, Chris Jericho went to shake Dalton Castle's hand. And Dal- Dalton Castle did like the Orange Cassidy in a sense where he just like dove he his into hand his, in his trunks. Pants. And he's like digging around there for like a minute and then pulls out this middle finger right to Jericho's face. It was just absolutely hysterical. Yep. Hysterical. Really? I said that? I said it was absolutely hysterical. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It was hysterical. So, uh, um, <laughs> damn it. So the boys were there. That was fun. The boys. There was more than just two boys. There was four boys. Four boys. Four boys. <laughs> we're on there was a, roll a boys here. There was a boys section. As, a boys zone. Boys I have zone, it in my that's notes. That's what it was. As uh, Jake Hager got into the boys zone. And was being mauled by the boys, up. and they took his hat. That they stu- did. That purple bucket hat they that gave Daniel, Daniel Garcia. That Daniel Garcia didn't want. Jake, he beat Jake the still shit. has it. He beat the ever-living hell out of those poor dudes and got that hat. And I don't know. Jake <laughs> is, looks like he's having the most fun in AEW. Because that dude, I mean, he's what? Six foot four? Yeah. Just, I mean, he's a big dude. He's well put together. Screaming, like flexing into the camera, yelling, I love this hat. Yes. Like... <laughs> you you just beat up four dudes and then turn around and tell the camera that you love this hat. Yes. I, he must like he honest to God, he hasn't done much. So, I mean, he's just getting a paycheck. Right. So, I mean, I can't I, I can't blame him. It made me laugh. Oh, God, it was hilarious. I loved it. <laughs> um, uh, and of course, Chris Jericho is going to uh, keep his reign going by doing. A fantastic Judas effect. Dalton Castle just mm-hmm. absolutely acted like he ate that Judas effect oh, yeah. and threw himself backwards. And I will Chris say, Jericho got the win. Chris Jericho not got the not only got the win, but he got the clean win. There was no he bullshit. Really did. Yeah. There was no low blows. Nope. There was no ass backwards bullshit. Like Chris no Jericho bat. won this match. He offered his hand in yep, the you know the the code of honor. And beat him clean. Yes. 100% didn't gloat about it. He walked up and said, he, I mean, granted, he ended up beating up, trying to beat up Riccoboni. I was going to say he did attack uh, Ian well, he never ended up He never ended up attacking him because... because uh, He attacked Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn came out. And Weak then, ass pile driver. I, <laughs> it was like pile driving your mom. It, it was... You it, know, yeah. like... <laughs> I don't ever want to talk about pile driving my mom. I know, but if you did, like, you'd do it so gently, like a baby being tucked in at night. Oh, I have to write that down. We're going to record. I got to pull that little tidbit of, of of audio clip there about <laughs> pile driving my mom. It's like pile oh driving God. your mom. It was weak. It was terrible. And I, I mean, it was Jericho <laughs> pile driving Jerry Lynn yeah. on His the, very on previously the, broken on the neck. entrance. You know, so he obviously was very careful about it, but the way he he... The he like started to go and then like sat down and then laid his knees. It just it ended yeah. up looking bad. The camera was way off to the side. 
But I mean, I guess I'd rather do that and have people talk shit about your move and then not kill break, Jerry Lynn. Uh, yeah, not break an <laughs> ROH or uh, yeah, uh, so bad. Hilarious. Um, so then was the match between uh, MJF and, or MJF? Yep, so MJF. Sorry. Hangman Adam Page and <laughs> John Gian Moxley. Moxley for the AEW World Champion World Fucking Interim. Fucking yeah, fucking interim. Legit ass <laughs> AEW World yes. Championship. Third title the reign for John Moxley. most coveted item in pro wrestling. Absolutely. Which is hilarious, right? We got John Mox John over Mox. in AEW running shit with the uh, AEW World Championship. And then, and then got, we got Roman Reigns. He's the, the over champion. Over in WWE as the uh, universal champion. He is the champion. And, and then, then you have Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins with the U.S championship congratulations to him finally after what two years of not holding a belt yeah something like that yeah i actually think it was one year fantastic oh speaking of uh uh aw actually showed a little segment about roh champions and tyler black was in there tyler black was in there Uh, cm punk was in there kevin steen or uh kevin owens ko if you know him as that um but this match was it was a pretty good match. I mean, it was as on par for what Hangman and, and uh, yeah. John Moxley would put on. Yeah, Mox bled. Uh, of uh, course, he Mox raked bled. P- Adam Page's back. Yep, it's like his thing. new thing. Yep. Um, a MJF lot of people was... don't. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, no, go ahead. A lot of people don't like that. They don't like that Mox bleeds. They don't like that he does a lot of the same things. I don't They're care. just not into Let it. Him wrestle. For me, again, it's entertainment. It's 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 a good thing. You know yeah. what to expect. It's right. really entertaining. I've enjoyed right. his run. It's well deserved. Yep. Um, but, but it's it, exactly what you thought it was going to be. They're both very hard hitting, hard working dudes. They absolutely deserve, you know, the the chance at the belt or the mm-hmm. belt itself. Um, unfortunately, it just ended really poorly. Yep, uh, Hangman um, Adam Page took a a lariat from John Moxley, and it wasn't even that. It, honest to God, wasn't even that hard of a lariat. I don't think it was even. Uh, the hit that did it to him. Yeah, it was, it was weird the landing. dismount, and I think he landed wrong on the mat because if you not watch, he lands on his right shoulder really, really hard, and it ended up giving him a fairly severe concussion. He was rushed to the hospital. Hospital, where he was released later on. Uh, I don't know if it was that night or the next morning, but um, as far as I know, he's fine, just under pro- concussion protocol. Yep, which that stuff takes time. Hopefully, he's. All good. Uh, John Moxley ended up grabbing the mic and saying the same thing. Hopefully he'll be okay. They uh, kind of took the I mean, he did bottom it. rope down, loosened it up so they could get uh, Hangman out. He did do it in a John Moxley way because he did approach him like he was going to like grab him again. And uh, Paul Turner's like, what are you doing? And he like stood up and looked at him, like sneered and like th- like threw his hands at him, like whatever. And that's when they ended up doing the so, I mean, he even, even John Moxley was able to see what was happening and was able to just turn it into a moment where he's like, yeah, pro. beat the shit out of you, dude. Yep. You know, because that was pretty much what he did. He hit him with a knockout. Yep. Um, uh, at some point within the match, MJF had gotten up from the uh, box. Yeah, he was watching from the uh, the, the box seat again, um, as, he won, as he always does. Yep. So, in the middle of the match, he ended up leaving. So, when Hangman actually got hurt, it was confusing because I wasn't, I don't think anybody understood, like, if this was serious or not. From our perspective, yeah, um, just because uh, Hangman or MJF had just gotten up, 
So and at first I thought maybe that was just going to be the thing, like, oh, Hangman got hurt. And then again, MJF the way that, is cashing in the chip, oh, and the this match Mox, is going to happen. Like, reacted to it all. It yeah. seemed like it was part of it. Like, oh, you know, he's got aggravated an injury. Right. You know. And there was like I think 13 minutes left after Hangman got escorted out. That of was the, the that was the weirdest thing. Was yeah. it was like you look down at the clock and it's like, yo, it's it's like. 9.47. They yeah. still got a hot minute left. Like There was enough time for him to cash in the chip and, you know, do the oh, match. there was plenty of time, especially no. after a tired John Moxley. Yep. And uh, he ended up, MJF finally, well, actually, no, I apologize. Uh, John Moxley called out MJF, his little suburban ass, and MJF came down to the ring, rushed the ring with uh, referee, and looked like he was going to cash in his uh, AEW Casino Battle Royale Super Duper Hyper Duper Chip. Yep. And uh, had Bryce Remsburg by the collar and was pulling him in. Started and, uh, pulling his shirt off, like the whole nine yards. And then at the last second, rolled out the ring in some heel-ass fashion. And uh, basically, because of the whole William Regal thing, William Regal told him, like, you need to do things the right way. You need to stop, like, cheating and stop, like, you know, doing everything that you can to to win this in a dirty way. Like, you should do this the right way. You should once. earn it, yeah. And so when this part finally came around... William Regal stepped down to the ring and was kind of giving MJF the business as far as like the looks and shit. And MJF was like, you know what? Fine. I'm going to cash in this chip, but I'm, I'm doing it the right way. Going to do absolutely. I'm going to do it the right way. I'm going to cash it in at full gear. And they set the match right then and there. Main event, full gear, November 19th. 19th. I get it mixed up with crown jewel. It is going to be John Moxley versus MJF for the AEW world Heavyweight, heavyweight champion, world championship. World heavyweight I, championship. And as far as I know, it's MJF's first ever title shot in AEW. I don't think he's ever wrestled for a belt before. Actually, I double checked you, and MJF has had two shots at an AEW championship. One was the tag team championship. He he and Chris Jericho faced the Young Bucks March 7th Young of Buck. 2021. Also, uh, he had a title match against John Moxley September fifth, twenty twenty. So it's been about so it's been two years. Yeah. And they're gonna have what November sixteenth, fifteenth. November nineteenth. So it's about two years and some change. Yeah, since, since he's his had a title match against a John Moxley. A, yeah, his only the singles same title match mm-hmm. against John Moxley. So maybe he'll so win this time. I mm, I really don't know what they're planning. Do you want to? Throw out a prediction. Oh, I think we're just kind of talking about it. I think he's gonna win. You think MJF's gonna win? I think, I think he's gonna win. I think he's gonna get the title. I think a great way to do it would have MJF win clean. Right. Yes, clean, one hundred percent. I think it's clean. Gonna be clean. No ring, no distraction from the firm. No low blow. Oh, the firm. I forgot about the firm. You know, nothing like that. Just I know clean Stokely's win not against exactly John happy, Moxley. Happy with him. That would be insane. That's how it should go down. That's how it should go. They then you should, can brag about that. But the only thing is, is if you have the opportunity that if you don't do that, you could build the suspense of an MJF title run so much if you had it interrupted by uh, the firm or if you had some other garbage happen, you know, and sure. just not give him the belt and give him another chip on his shoulder with the company. Uh-huh. You know, fuel more into that. The the quote unquote hatred he has for AEW, sure, absolutely, and the yeah. money, the you know, the bidding war of twenty twenty four. Yeah, it's interesting, regardless. Oh yeah, it's gonna be great. Oh, I'm, I'm absolutely. 
it's already i don't even know what what else is on the i was gonna say i night. really don't think anything else has been planned so and far whatever it is i think is gonna pale in comparison to the <clears throat> anticipation of this match of mjf i guess not return but mm-hmm. his biggest portion of his return what if we got to see uh ftr versus the acclaimed at full gear for the tag team championship. I feel like that could be in the works. Because the number one contenders match is happening on Dynamite next week. Right, with Swerve and her glory. Mm-hmm. So, so that'll be... if FTR won, mm-hmm. they would be the number one contenders. That would be a great match. The Acclaimed oh, that'd be and great. FTR. I don't, I don't know. Both if... are so over. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, FTR is always over. Absolutely. Three belts. Trying to add that fourth one. It's going to be good. It's going to... If, they, if that's Absolutely. what they're planning for all out, then I'm... Or, I'm sorry, full gear, then I'm all for it. Be interesting. I'm I'm all for it. You know they uh, and when they were in WWE, they had the NXT Championship, they had the Raw Tag Team Championships, and, and the SmackDown, SmackDown. Cha- yep. Championship. Triple so. count is that a, is that a thing? Are they a triple crown tag team? Is that a thing? Is that a thing? No, I guess no. triple crown. No, never mind. Whatever. They, they've they've won tag belts in almost every, if not every company they've been in. I'm I think they did a run. Did they do a run an Impact? I don't know about that actually. I don't think they did. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but we're getting sidetracked. Yes, we uh, are. We're on the AEW Rampage, uh, which was a back on its normal day. Not that it was Rampage. on an odd day, but instead of a Tuesday and like a Thursday, this one's on a normal Friday at 10 o'clock. Um, the Acclaim took on the Varsity Athletes in a titles versus trademark. Yes. So six title match of the week. Correct. But there's more than just the title. It was the trademark for the Scissor Me in all of professional wrestling. Correct. Mark Sterling patented the or trademarked rather i'm sorry the term scissor me so if the acclaimed were able to beat tony niece and josh woods they were able to take that back um and then if the acclaimed lost then they lost the tag team championship belts and the right to scissor me right thankfully they won i think it's a smart move on tony khan's part to let them win oh absolutely down the fourth wall Yep, absolutely, because people lost hope for a little bit. Not lose hope, but well, not just get that. a little bit sad, and then you get pumped right back up when they win it. Not just that. You know, this is like post, you know, the beginning of school's already happened. You know, we're getting into the, you know, the you got to buy gifts for people kind of season. You've got Thanksgiving. Like, the oh, office you- supply industry is not doing well this time of year. And now with Scissor Me being back as a popular thing in AEW, the, I feel like the uh, office supply system is going to be flourished with just an, a, a multitude of, of millions of dollars. Sure. Office Max is going to be making their money off Are they still around? Scissors. I don't know. Or are they like in the lands of Circuit City? Circuit City. Oh, my God. I haven't heard that in a long time. What about Radio Shack? Oh, we have one down the road. Some guy named Earl uh, owns it. Yeah, some guy named Earl. As like a chain, they're they're gone. Yeah, but I think somebody bought the rights to him. I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't know. I guess you go bankrupt Maybe and you like wait a like a year and it's like a domain. If nobody claims it, it just goes back <laughs> up and you're like, it's mine. And you can you can dispute it, but you never win. Should Nobody's we bring it. Circuit City back? Should we buy Circuit City? All the fans of coffee and wrestling, send us twenty nine ninety nine and together we're gonna put all of our money and buy and bring back Circuit City. The fuck are we going to do in Circuit City? Be a shitty a software salesman? <laughs> I don't know. You just come in and you're just soldering circuits. So we had Hook take on <laughs> Ari Devary. Devary. Ari, Ari Devary. Ari Devary. Ari Devary. I, For what is the sixth championship 
title match of this the, the seventh. week. There the was five seventh. on Dynamite, and then there's... There was four on Dynamite. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> One, two, three. So I can't count. That's okay. That's all right. So it's six. I can. Six. Well, you didn't correct me last time when I said it was six when they claimed to claim took I on varsity athletes. I apologize. That was five. Way, fucking varsity athletes? That sounds, makes them sound like they're high schoolers. It really does. Also, that means we lost the varsity blondes. And, but you take it away from two kids that look like they're in high school, and you give it to a guy, two guys that don't look like they should uh-uh. be near high schools? Yeah, they look like they and would they, be very creepy if they had not near high school. Like, I know they were playing up the scissor me thing, and the, and Tony Nese and Josh Woods had like scissors all over. Yeah. They need to drop that shit. That, yeah. They looked goofy as hell. Very lame. They, and, and <laughs> Let that one go. That's coming from two people. That's that, <laughs> Those were our wedding colors. Was the, that, that blue yeah, that and blue that, and that yellow. gold. And we were both looking in there and looking at the both of them like, oh, they look like just idiots. That was bad. They need to break that thing up. They need to put that them, was bad. They, need to they put were them better when they were, you know, intimidating. I don't, poor Tony Nese. <laughs> Mark Sterling, though, he's like on in everybody's business lately. I love that. He's, Keep oh, that yeah. up. I love Mark Sterling. But they Sterling. don't need to bring Tony Nese and Josh Woods down with them. <laughs> but we had Hook taking on Ari Divari. Divari. He brought out, uh, what's his name? Jeeves? I guess. Jeeves G. Jeeves G. That's I his think name. is what his name is. <laughs> he's just like another wrestler that's just like, oh, yeah, you're going to be you're gonna be Ari's butler. Like, like, how oh. much am I getting paid? <clears throat> Right. I mean, Ari's a billionaire. He's got the money. <coughs> Sorry. Jeeves probably gets paid well. I mean, I told you, six figures and have me be- get beat up on TV. Oh, every sure, week. absolutely. Um, but it was for the FTW Championship. It was yep. the sixth title belt. Yes, up he, for which, grabs. Ari um, Davari. Speaking of being a billionaire, he offered Hook fifty thousand dollars for the FTW Championship, and Hook being who? Hook being Hook. Nah, son. That was his dad's smack belt. That, smack that shit out of his hands. And like he grew up with that belt in his home. They proceeded to have an okay match. I don't know really what they're doing with, well, with Ar- Hook. Ari provided, was going to provide him with cash. Oh, he had cash in the ring. Well, originally he was going to write him a check. He did. And that's, that way, that's the envelope that he ripped up. Right. He was going to write him a check for it. And he's like, nah. But then Ari was like, I got you. I'll pay you cash money right now. Maybe Hook doesn't have a bank account. You know, like a, a guy like Hook. I'm pretty sure Hook has a fucking bank account. A guy like Hook. Doesn't really look like he has a bank account. Neither like does fucking Action Bronson, and that motherfucker's got a bank account I could live in. <laughs> so let's not talk about who. <laughs> so at any rate, Hook said nah and smacked the shit out of him, and all the money went flying. JR made a joke about, I'll be right back. Be right back. Yeah, as soon as that money hit, I don't blame him. <laughs> um, but of and they course, had an okay match. I mean, what'd you expect? I think uh, Excalibur said that that was Hook's 12th match. That's it? That can't be right. Yeah, I don't think that's right. We'll have to, we'll have to double check that. Oh, yeah. don't even try double checking that. That's going to take so long. Excalibur's always right, though. I know. If he said it, I believe it. I know, but I might have not heard him right. That That's possible. I feel like But Hook's not been around for that long. He hasn't. I mean, he's been around for a while, but he hasn't wrestled for a while. Right. He was cool but, when he was just like the crony with, you know, Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. That was cool, right. too. Well, Hook ended up uh, winning the match, uh, putting him in the red rum. Of which course. Is just a, and he tapped. A rear naked choke. Yeah, who, of course he tapped. Who in your eyes has the potential to beat Hook? For the FTW championship? Or just in I, general, honestly. He's on a undefeated honestly, streak. I, I mean, I, I don't know what they're going to do with it. It's not really even an official belt of AEW. Of course, AW. recognized. Um, I don't. I think they've kind of pigeonholed themselves a little bit by giving it to Hook. Because I mean, the, the only other thing you can do is if you had somebody like, I don't know, the first thing that pops to mind is, you know, Powerhouse Hobbs. Sure. 
Um, if he catches, you know, like this big stink about Hook and beats him for the belt and turn it into a, like, character development storyline for Hook where you get more than just the silent assassin, the, the you know, the, the whatever he... He doesn't talk that much. Right. It would allow him to get a little bit more character, get a little bit more personal because it, it's his it's his dad's belt, you know, and he just lost it. And it's going to be, you know, once Hook loses that belt, it's going to be a it's going to be a big deal for Hook sure. for the story of that belt for Taz. You know, I'm sure it's going to be a big thing. Uh-huh. So I think the only real way in order to pull yourself out of that, you know, having your son have that belt. I think it's the only way is to have it like uh, uh, based around a rival, rival, a rivalry of some sort with another person. Right. And, but I don't think powerhouse powerhouse Hobbs is the right person. Just yeah, but it would be cool. You know, you could just show this like backstory of just like video of Hook in the gym, like training and trying to like perfect everything mm-hmm. and lifting weights and trying to hit the moves in the in the ring and like training and trying to get better, trying to get that belt back, trying to get, you know, yeah. what his dad deserved, like a, a heroic story like that. That would be pretty interesting. I mean, you could really set it up with like, even like an up and coming, like, uh, uh, Parker Boudreau, Boudreau, Parker Boudreau, Boudreau, Parker. I mean, that'd be great to have him come in, challenge hook for the, for the belt. I mean, he's mm-hmm. a big dude, but I feel like if he won the belt, it would be, you would be able nobody to bring would expect in, it. nobody would expect it, but not just that you'd bring in an established, AEW guy, which with Hook, and you would put him with this new guy, and I think the dynamic between the two of them, they would both be able to have a very hard hitting series of matches between each other in this big buildup to have, you know, to this big crescendo to one of the pay per views. Um, I, I really think that would be awesome to see is to take, like I said, a, a brand new talent and put them in a title, not, I guess, not title match, but, you know, I think it'd be really neat to do. I think so, too. I'm still waiting for an opportunity. I think it would be cool for a woman to come out and be like, I'm challenging you for this. For the FTW championship? Sure. FTW. TNT, I think, is, it would be a really neat dynamic because it's supposed to be this open championship. Anybody's supposed to be able to come out at any moment and challenge for it. And Wardlow is supposed to come out and pretty much say, yes, that's what Cody did. That's what a lot of people have right. done. So I think that would be really cool to right. have. I don't know. Chris Statlander, when she comes back, mm-hmm. she debuts and she's like, I'm going for the belt. Why not? Helen King. Why not? Sign her. Um, well, speaking of the women's division. Yes. We had the newest AEW, I guess not newest. I don't know. Apparently she's been signed for a while. They just finally said something about it. But Willow Nightingale defeated Layla Gray. Ooh, actually, a pretty good match. Pretty good match. Pretty good match. Unfortunately, she was supposed to wrestle Penelope Ford. Right. Uh, Penelope Ford got injured somehow. Like, I don't I know. Got, I I think they changed it that that day. Yeah, I, I, I could have so. sworn I saw something on Twitter, uh, AEW promoting Willow and Penelope Ford. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, when I got home from work, all of a sudden she wasn't wrestling Penelope Ford anymore. Yeah, but it ended up being a great match. Pretty good match. Pretty good match. And then. Uh, Tony Schiavone met Willow in the ring and said she's all elite. They showed the graphic. Hooray. There's a couple people were butthurt about it because some other people have been signed, like Ari, uh, and didn't get the graphic. I mean, I don't I fucking know. Everything bitch about something. Ugh, wrestling fans ruin a lot of things. People ruin a lot of things. <laughs> um, but, dude, congratulations cool. to Willow. It was I, well uh, deserved. You, We've been if, tweeting about it for a while and talking if, yeah, about if it for a while. If you listen to our podcast more than one time, you know that we, we are uh, big Willow fans. Glad to see she's signed and... Uh, yeah. Now look forward to belt on her. more matches with her, and yep. I think eventually putting a belt on her. 
Uh, but fought right directly after that, uh, Jade Cargill came down with her baddies. Yes, demanding a fit. that Nyla Rose give up and now the belt. Nyla Rose showed on the the Titantron. I don't yeah. know what they call it. Uh, and she stole not just her belt, but now her rental car. Yes. And went on the joyride to Jacksonville. Jade Cargill said that she's not leaving the ring until she gets her belt back. And then three security guards came down. And she walked out of the ring. Yep. That was weird. I don't know what they're doing with this. And you and I have talked about it off air, but I don't feel like it's it's making Jade look good. It is not. It's giving it's giving a lot more steam to Nyla than it is Jade. Right. Um, I don't know if they're doing that to kind of make Jade the quote unquote underdog of the inevitable title match that they're going to have between the two I, of them. I have absolutely no idea, but we're in the same position with her. She's undefeated. Yeah, she's 39. You know, zero. who's going to beat her? Right. Who's going right. to beat Hook? I don't know. It's weird having a dynamic like that, you know? Especially with, with Jade Cargo, with the amount of wins she's won. Mm-hmm. The amount of wins she's won? With the <laughs> amount of matches that she's won, 39-0, right. and 0, that 40-0, and 0, like, are they really going to chop her off at the knees at 39? Like, right. Are they going to make her drop the belt the next match? Like, Nyla, that's, I mean, it definitely seems like they're building towards a match between Nyla and Jade Cargill, and I couldn't see them not giving Jade the 40th win. Right. And maybe they're just like buying time until uh, full gear. I mean, I'm sure that's what it's going to be. Yeah, they got a I mean, few more got weeks. A weeks. They yeah, don't want to have it happen right now. In the know. next two, three weeks, we're going to see a lot more announcements about that. Of course. I'm sure. Um, but before we get into even what's coming up, we still have the final match which was Orange Cassidy versus Roosh and Dark Order's Press 10, Ten Vance. Um, honest to God, this was like my most disappointing match of the week. Oh, uh, what I did like was the, like the video that they created leading up to it. Like Roosh and Ten were for some reason in the same room and then Orange Cassidy right. just like popped up from the behind the bar behind and the bar, beers. And he pulled <laughs> he pulled the AEW All Atlantic Championship <laughs> out of a backpack. A Chan Sport like black and he didn't even and, wear like, it. Like leather backpack. Which is so good. It just adds so much to Orange Car- Orange's character. Orange Carrot. To just he pulled it off out of a backpack. Hilarious. But at any rate, he's like, I just feel like defending this. Let's go. Sure, whatever. Like was it was it, great. Yeah, it was. It was good. I the match was good. Um, the ending was. Oh, what a shame! I uh, the, still don't know what they were trying to do with that. I, I think they were trying to make it so that because they're revolving a lot of this around. Oh, I got real close to the mic there. Sorry, everybody. Ten's um, mask. Ten's mask. Like, they've really talked a lot about it. Um, before Andrade decided to quit, I guess he's. What's going on with Andrade? Nobody's even talking about that. There's nothing to talk about. I mean. I have yeah. no idea. It's I, all I, rumors. But ever since that he brought that up, like about him losing his mask, they've kind of focused things around his mask. Roosh, uh, like grabbed at the strings. On, by the way, why is he wearing two masks? Like I know he got one that Brody Lee like gave him, but then he got the white one over, and they never explained really a lot about they it. They did not. Um, but Roosh like tore the strings off of Ten's mask. Uh, I don't remember how Roosh got knocked out of the ring. But then it was just ten and Orange Cassidy and Orange went for. The, I think he went uh, for the orange punch. No, it wasn't and the then orange the beach break? The beach break, yeah. He went for he hit. I think he hit the orange punch, and then went for the beach break. And when Preston went up over Cassidy's shoulders, it was like Orange didn't grab his legs and he dropped him on the ground. So Orange just sat on a man that was. 
it probably weighs a hundred more pounds than Orange Cassidy. And that was how they want. That's how Orange defended his title. And I just, I don't know. Like, it was just such a shame to see like what could have been such a good match. Just, it, it was a little bit. I don't know. It felt like it, wah, it was, wah, wah, wah. yeah, it was underwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> By no means did anybody like not perform well. There was no, a lot of great it was just spots. One the of those wrestling was good. It just it, awkward endings where you're like, what just happened? It didn't feel like it was a title match. It felt like it was a match between Roosh and 10 because mm-hmm. they've been like feeding that for months and then right. Andrade bullshit happened. And then they've been feeding that for months and then it just the stupid stuff's happened. So they've never got around to that storyline. Right. And it really did feel like they just used Cassidy cha- or defending his title as a a reason for everybody to have a match. Right. You know, where we've already had that happen like two or three times to where they've been confronting each other. And it's like, well, just set up the match. Mm-hmm. Just fucking do this. It, like, set up the, the mask versus, I don't know, the Roosh's hair back knee fucking match. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, Let that be separate from Orange Cassidy. I don't know what that had anything. so good. He is really good, but he didn't look his best in this match. I, I can't lie to you. No, and honest to God, it's since I don't know if it's because of the mask. I don't know what it yeah. is, but it just it's the vibe was real weird with Roosh and him. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they wanted Orange Cassidy to help like build it up a little bit more. I'm not really sure. The one thing I really liked about Pac having the All Atlantic uh, belt was that he actually went All Atlantic. Yeah, he went. <laughs> he went outside traveled. the borders, and that was like the big thing. Was he yeah. was out defending it in in England? And England he was out a lot, in, and uh, I think he went to Japan, uh, but a couple different places out there. Ireland. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Honest to God, I thought that was like the whole idea was you were. I don't know. It's a belt. You're supposed to like travel with it and defend it in different right. places, which is something right. Thunder Rosa wanted to do and did. She, I did think it. she went to Japan. She went yeah. to Japan. I think she went to Mexico too. If yeah, I remember right. That's cool. Like I think that that was the whole intention behind it. So I hope well, there's especially more. Especially when it's a world, when it's a world title. Sure. I hope it's more of that, or at least if he's not going to travel, have somebody travel here. Right. You know, Tommy Hiroishi came from Japan, and he's going for the All Atlantic Belt. Yep. Against Orange Cassidy. You yep. know, he traveled here. It's it's still the same idea. Right. But yeah, it, it was pretty good. And then the end Hopefully of it was weird. Like when they, for... when everybody was like done, like ten stood up and was like, "Ah, oh, fuck! I can't believe I lost." Like kind of one of those. Yeah, he kind of just as, stared at Roosh. Well, yeah, and then as they were both, wa- they he was walking up the ramp. Roosh was walking up at the same time, and they just stood there and stared at each other. Like I didn't like even Excalibur's like, "Oh, are these two gonna go at it again?" And then Negative One came out and Ten like grabbed Negative One and stopped him from being a brat about it. And I don't know. It just re- I don't know. Just walked out. Yeah. I don't know if it's like an indication, like they're not done with the rivalry between Roosh and uh, Ten, or if it's I, I, if it was just like they happened to cross paths and they had to do something, so it wasn't awkward, right? Or what the deal was. The whole thing is, is like if you want Ten to lose the mask, then that's great. But we all know what he looks like. I don't. I don't think everybody does. Like, I, you know, we, it's just one of those things. Like it's not that big of a deal. Like. It's not like this grand luchador. Like, well, the whole idea we have was no idea what he looks like. Well, the whole idea for him was that was the mask that was given to him by Brody Lee. I understand. And he that's you like, don't want to lose it. You right, know? right. And I, I just I don't know. Dark Order's been kind of stale lately. I'm not sure what they're doing with that. No, which is unfortunate because the guys they have left are just amazing. Even oh, seeing yeah, Stu the other day was really cool. But I yeah I don't know where they're going with that. Let's hope that they keep them a thing. I was happy to see them in the trios matches, just kind of 
going back and forth and being able to see them relevant dark right. order, you know, right. showing off their skill set and everything and not making them just like a laughing stock like they have been, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. But at any rate, that's going to, I think that's going to wrap it up. Well, we've also got next week uh, for dynamite. We also have Brian. Actually, that would be this week, wouldn't it? This week. Yeah. Uh, we've got Brian Danielson versus uh, Sammy Guevara. Uh, Jamie Hader versus the returning Rio. Uh, FTR versus Swerve in the Glory for the number one contenders titles. Number one contender spot for the AEW Tag Team Championships against the Acclaimed. And everybody loves the Acclaimed. Everybody loves uh, the Acclaimed. That is going to be, if it is FTR and the Acclaimed, that is going to be a very hard match for me to go with because I... It's going to be a hard match for everybody. Yeah. My heart's pink, but I want to fight like an eight-year-old girl. Uh, we well, also I mean, are... that, that part's pink too, you know, Bret Hart. The little girl's pink? That's weird. No, I meant like the other side's pink because Bret Hart. Pink. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, Chris Jericho <laughs> and Daniel Garcia is going to take on Claudio and I almost said William Yuta, Wheeler <laughs> Yuta, uh, and John Moxley versus Penta El Cero. Nice. Um, they just kind of threw that in. That's fantastic. But it's for the AEW World Championship, and I don't know why they're. Doing it like Penta's gonna win because it's gonna be a really good match. Done. Of course it is. Done. Of course it is. That's what they bring in Penta for. What? Like he holds the belt, but he's the guy that just makes everybody else look really, but really what happens, good. What happens in that one in a million chance Penta that Penta wins, wins it? Could you imagine the shit oh. show? I've I've always like I would rage. I'd be so happy. Obviously, everybody in, going into this match knows that Penta's ninety nine point nine percent not going to win. If he does, I will literally eat a shoe. Um, but, but he's just like the Kenny Omega. Like he just has the two belts. He's the one walking around. And he yeah. just has this like crazy upset on a random fucking dynamite match. Just could you imagine? That'd be so funny. That'd be so good. I'd be into that. Oh, yeah. Plus, then we get more Alex Abrahante, so. Right. He's going to come out and speak for Penta. What? I don't know. Too much. No. Too much. No. So that's happening. Because then you just ruined the. This week, I'm sorry. You've just changed the main event at full gear. If that's the case. Oh yeah, that's always a kind of a weird. That's one, why. Isn't it? That's why I brought it up. Like it's it, you've set. That's always kind of a weird. You've one. set John Moxley and MJF for the AEW World Championship come November fifteenth, sixteenth, one of those days. I can't remember because I'm nineteenth. Nineteenth. It was sixteenth upside down. Um, but you set up this match and then you act like he's not going to win on Wednesday. Maybe some crazy stuff happens and they pull a WWE and then it's a three way. On a Wednesday for the belt? No. Oh, <laughs> oh, at the at full gear <laughs> at the pay per view. I was like, that's even that would worse. Be, that would be great. That would be. And you be look up worse. and there's a steel cage filled with fire and caskets. All right, I think we've we've extinguished everything that has to yeah, do with AEW. They've heard enough. Um, rumor is they are talking about a buyout for CM Punk's contract. Mm-hmm. Good move. I think, yeah. <laughs> Just, just. I think it's time. Just let that I one think, fizzle out. Yeah, I think it's. It, it, there's no way he. There's no way he's going to be able to come back and be able to be cohesive with that locker room. There's no way. Or with the people. What are you going to do? How, oh, yeah. uh, how are you going to come you'll, back? You'll have the marks that that 100% does the 100% right. He works with children. Blah, blah, mm-hmm. Like whatever. All right, cool. Everybody's got their opinion. Great. Sure. But the other people that aren't individuals that drag their knuckles as they right. walk. 
that have um, been there for years that haven't won the belt. You know, yeah. somebody like MJF has every right to be pissed off at CM Punk because MJF's been there from the beginning. Oh, yeah. Working his dick off constantly yep. out there. And CM Punk's already won the belt twice and lost it. Yeah. That's absolutely ridiculous well, for him to just be disrespectful like that and talk the way that he did and then say, you know, if, if something's wrong, talk to my face. And what the, are yeah. you doing? The whole thing is ridiculous. But yes, buy him out or Goldberg him and just put him on the bench and just let it just contract end. Goldberg him. Just never bring him back. Right. Just never bring him back. I, he's, I, just I think keep he's selling just, his merch. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's just tarnished his his name in AEW. Whether it's what a shame. Yeah, it really everybody uh, everybody he was, he always was such said, a good addition, and then, but everybody always said that you have to watch him. Hangman Adam Page of all people said we have to be careful about him. Yeah, but who knew that was like real life talk? Who knew that was like? Because I don't back, know. Because look at his track record. Well, you look back, and it always goes when he wins the championship, he turns heel. Yep. But. He didn't turn that heel. That was just him. But yeah, that doesn't mean like in real life he's just an asshole. You know, like just because he turned heel with a championship doesn't mean he got into backstage fist fights with with people that right. brought him into the company and asked him to join the goddamn and company. You know what I mean? It's just it's such an unfortunate situation because Ace CM Punk has, has a grown ass man bit Kenny oh Omega. My God, I know. It literally does sound like you talking about working with children. Yeah, it sounds like you. Everybody was a child. What happened? I don't know. It, it, it's so unfortunate too because CM Punk does have a skill set, a fan following, and a a, a, a huge amount of knowledge that could be shared. Yeah. But massive amount of skill suffers, on the mic. He fucking suffers from every goddamn punk rock, snot-nosed, hardcore kid that always got beat up when they were a goddamn child, and they fucking had to fight for every goddamn thing they had to do. And I'm not one of them. I didn't have to fucking do all that shit, but I'm a fucking little snot-nosed punk rock kid. And goddamn it, not everything has to be a fucking fist fight. Exactly. Not everything has to be, like solved with violence not every like at 35 years old i have never had to get into a fist fight in my entire goddamn life because it's smart enough to look at motherfuckers and be like this is not worth getting my shit kicked Mm -hmm. in and losing shit how many times have you ever heard of somebody getting into a fight and being like oh that was the best decision of my life right it's usually a lot of regret and then especially when you're in that you're that level of a professional. It right. is beyond like you are that level of a wrestler. You are that level of a, of an idol to kids. Like, fuck me. Fuck. I'm a 35 year old man. You don't need, I don't need fucking shit to look up to. Right. But there's kids that were in AEW fall that started to fall in love with CM Punk and fall in love with the, the tenacity of that man. And now look what you did. Like where now you got like 10 year old fucking Johnny looking at goddamn, it's at AEW, like, yo, where's CM Punk? He right. won the title. Why'd you guys take the belt? Because exactly. he's not he's not privy to goddamn dirt sheets. Right. It just sucks, He just man. shit on everything. It's just, there's kids out there that is their hero. And I mean, whether you want to even like put the blame on the Young Bucks or Kenny Omega, like you just shit on their fucking dream, man. Uh-huh. Like even if they come back, like even even they come back. That's like, going to be rough for them. Oh, all three of them. For sure. You know? And it, it's their company. People are going to be excited for them, but... You know, exactly. You just shit on everything. Sorry, I went on a tirade there for a second. No, it's just, it's such a shame. It's such a shame. Like, 
Especially for guys CM that are so Punk's passionate career. about the about this fucking art. For sure. And that like wanted you to be a part of it, you know? And like watching CM Punk's career happen and watching everything with WWE, then watching the documentary with CM Punk and following the stories and then seeing him come back and like the whole thing, like here is your not even second opportunity. Here's your like sixth opportunity, dude. And just Don't throw it fuck away this one up. The throw it away on a fucking YouTube video talking shit about yep. about things that doesn't need Why to be talked shit about. Why didn't you just go eat your fucking cupcake in the back, dude? Like, I don't... Like, yeah, it like, just... It's, I don't understand it. But it, it brings up the, the idea of, like, media scrums after AEW events. Like, uh-huh. and I'm not saying this happens all the time, but is this a good idea to do this directly after you got no. guys that have... No, not know, a good idea. They're half-winded. They just have the nope. shit kicked out of them, you know? I think he shit on that, too. Yeah. End it. And Tony no Khan, like... You can't be given hot mics. You got to be careful what you're doing now because look Tony what Khan should have reached happened. out and grabbed himself by the testicles and been like, "Yo, shut the fuck up." Like, I think it was like a deer in headlights. Like, oh, of he course, looked like. But that's another guy. That's stunned. another dude that uh, it looked up to CM Punk like a hero. Like you knew the For minute sure. CM Punk was like, "I'm gonna come back to wrestling." Yeah. Tony Khan was licking that dude's fucking converse to try what to get him to AEW. It does. It sucks. It sucks because the only people that suffer out of this are the fans. Because uh-huh. CM Punk is always going to have a paycheck. CM Punk yeah. has got residuals from shit. He's CM Punk. He's not going to like. Yeah. He's going to leave the wrestling industry and he'll be just fine. Oh, for sure. But the people that really fucking suffer are the motherfuckers that bought T-shirts, that bought back into it, that bought fucking right. tickets, that went to see them, that went to the meet and greets, that yep. followed this, that really fell in love with wrestling for the first time, second time, fifth time, whatever, and really like revitalized or gave somebody like the gumption to want to watch wrestling. Yep. And it's you took that away. You took that away. You now shit on that. You you're gonna lose people because of that. Right. And a whole time you're talking about. It, it, oh god i could go on for hours about this it's just so disheartening to see somebody like that that's that level of the in this game yep like fuck up that bad like god there's damn, no other way to put Phil. it there's no other way to put it yep. yep fucking cm punk was he cm punk died in the ring at fucking all out mm-hmm. phil brooks ruined cm punk after that absolutely absolutely it's terrible such a shame. But we move they on. have done, honest to God, a great fucking job of moving on. Oh, yeah. John Moxley, Brian Danielson, Chris Jericho, they pulled up their fucking big boy pants. Hangman Adam Page, you know, John a Moxley, lot of these guys yeah. came through. John, John Moxley, Moxley, especially. Missed his vacation with his family. Six weeks. Shit. You know, what a shame. But he came through and he held everything together and he motivated people to to keep fucking going and they've done a phenomenal job. So you really have to give it to Tony Khan because no, he didn't know what to do at the time, but he's done a lot since they've made really good decisions and they're trying to move past it. And they've realized that the important thing that they need to do in this company, instead of worrying about the new people to bring in, is to take care of the people that have been there for you. Yep, you need to put an emphasis on to those put the belt AEW on the acclaimed. motherfuckers. Yes, to put the belt on the acclaimed. You know, things like that that let these people know MJF that they're, even. they're good. MJF, he put her on the blade. They've been, like, massively on TV a lot lately, and that's been really, really nice. Private Party, like, these groups, these people that have been around for a long time, yep. Hangman, they deserve this yep. credit. They well, deserve Hangman's this out for a little bit. Understandable, but they deserve they this do. TV They need time. to start focusing on their their homegrown talent. Granted, There's a MJF reason why a, people watch this in the first place. And people like MJF had a career prior to this, but... 
he's now a household name. Exactly. He's now like WWE probably was not as interested in, in MJF until all of this started happening. He sure showed up on AEW. Right. Yep, exactly. So Tony Khan, great job of remembering the people that have made AEW a household name. And that is those people that have been there from the beginning. Yeah. Touche. Touche. I think that'll end our episode. We have rambled enough. I have gotten blue in the face and somehow we turned two shows into a full hour podcast. I think this is going to be about the average for these podcasts. I think so too. Thanks for listening to us for an hour. We appreciate it. Yeah. Everything you've done to listen to us, to download, share with your friends. It's all very much appreciated. Mm. Um, Every Monday, Wednesday and Friday at the least. Then we got some, some pay-per-view events. Uh, We are on Twitter. We try to live tweet. Please follow us on Twitter at C-A-W Wrestling Pod. Uh, Follow me, Jamie, at A Bacon Party. Follow me, Mark, at Gunk... Oh, God, what is it? Gunklick D. Gunklick D? Did you change it? It's Gunk Dudley. Gunk Dudley. G-U-N-K-D-U-D-L-E-Y. Gunk Dudley. Not Devon, not Bubba Ray. Gunk. Gunk. God. Somebody in somebody is going to hear this podcast and they're going to be like, Gunk Dudley? What kind of asshole names themselves after a Dudley boy? Nobody named you that. Well, I mean, you didn't name yourself that. Somebody named you that, rather. Jade Cothran named me that. I mean, that. Actually, Greg. I thought it was Greg. Greg gave me the name Gunk. Okay. Because I read. <laughs> Greg's one of our friends. I read a, I don't even know what it was on his dashboard. I thought it said Gunk. And I was like, does that say my name? And he says, or I know I thought it said my name. And he says, no, it says gunk. Now your new name is gunk. And that's how I got named gunk. <laughs> and then where did um, the Dudley come from? Well, you got to remember there's gunk lick. Right. They used to call me lick when I was in the Marines. And that's how they just added, they added on the, on the gunk. So oh, because of our lick last happened. name. Our last name ends in L-I-K. Right, yeah. right. Um, the Dudley is because I was on top of Joe's house. Uh, and I ran off of it and jumped off the tra- and jumped on the trampoline and they, I don't know. It just kind of stuck after that. <laughs> and that was good Lord. Let's see. <sighs> I don't know. That's why that's like over 10 years ago. Oh God. Yeah. Well, yeah, we've been together 11 and it's always been like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. It always has been. So just gunk though. Deadly yeah. at any rate. Twitter. Um, yeah. C- thanks C- for D- listening to at us. At CAW wrestling pod. At a bacon party at Gunk Dudley. Thank you for listening to us. Yeah. Uh, if you want to ever tell me what you think a bacon party is, I'd appreciate it. Yeah. I'm, I was driving one day and I just thought, I, I don't know why, but the words bacon party popped into my head and it made me laugh. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> All kinds of origin stories coming up at you tonight. Just because, you know, why not? Uh, by the way, we're back to drinking the uh, regular coffee. We're we still down drink. with the great value. I've got the next coffee. I know what I'm getting. Okay. If you have any suggestions... Tweet We'd us. appreciate it. We're gonna. I think. I think I know what I'm gonna pick next. My um, turn. I'm picking the coffee. Okay. Well, that'll do it for all of us here at Coffee and Wrestling. Thank you for joining us. I'm Mark. That's Jamie. Bye. Bye. It was like pile driving your mom. It, it was, you it, know, yeah. like <laughs> I don't ever want to talk about pile driving my mom. I know, but if you did, like you'd do it so gently, like a baby being tucked in at night.